Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. It is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. A few days here before Christmas. I'm your host, John June. Scott to my left would be Greg Penniman. Call him G-Money if you're nasty. Greg, how you doing today, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling. Got this uh, getting closer and closer to tonight, closer and closer to the week week 16. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big week, uh, you know, uh, for all the fantasy matches out there. Hopefully you can get it done. Yeah, you know, game day. So I got to put the game day fit on. Got to get the... Uh, mm-hmm. The starter jacket on here if you're watching live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, which, again, we greatly appreciate. And we also appreciate you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Just make sure you like, subscribe, comment. If you got questions, throw them in the chat. I obviously We obviously know start sits um, are going to be, a, you know, a common theme as they typically are, but especially this particular week because most fantasy managers are either – one way, one win away from being in the championship game, or you know, if you play in an archaic league, you might have you might be just starting your playoffs this week, or you could be in the first week of a two week playoff or the second week of a two two week playoff, depending on how how it, how it goes. You know, I know some leagues are set up that way, so let's jump into um, well. I'm all thrown off, Greg, because typically we would jump right into Thursday night quick hits, but that hasn't happened yet. Uh, that game is today. So, uh, yeah, so we don't have uh, a Thursday night game to go over, uh, but I wish I could come on here and tell you that I was wrong and that, that the Jets actually beat the Jaguars handedly, but we'll see about that on Monday. But now it's time to talk about the other New York team, um, Greg's favorite football team of choice. The New York Giants, the seven five and one New York Giants. Sorry, eight five and one New York Giants travel to Minnesota to take on the eleven and three Minnesota Vikings, where this game has a forty seven and a half point total, and the Minnesota Vikings are three and a half point home favorites. In terms of weather, this game's in a dome, so no concerns there. In terms of injuries for Minnesota, there's a few guys questionable. Uh, but no, nothing major for the Giants guard Joshua Azedu. He was placed on the injured reserve with a neck injury. Nick Vanette, the tight end, uh, has a shoulder injury. He's limited participant in practice. Then there's a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, where do you go when it comes to this matchup here? Uh, I'm going to go the under. I'm going to take uh, the Giants to cover, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Minnesota to win. Uh as far as the game, uh, you know, on the Giants' side, um, Daniel Jones, you know, things been struggling a little bit uh, of late. I think we can't, uh, you know, f- fully foresee him as a QB1 fully. A lock-in QB1. Um, so probably uh, he's more in that, that upper range QB2 for me. Uh, Saquon, of course, is the machine that makes this offense go. Uh, just a couple of drives last week where he just dominated. Uh, so he's going to continue to to get that opportunity here, uh, be a solid RB1. And as far as the receivers, 
Darius Slayton, wide receiver one. I mean, sorry, wide receiver four territory. Uh, and that's about it on the Giants side. On the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins, he, you know, I think he won't go fully off on just Giants defense, but he'll get, I think, a borderline QB1 performance. Alvin Cook, an RB1, I think he's in a, in a great spot here. Jay Jeff, wide receiver one. Uh, and I think there's opportunity for, you know, TJ Hawkinson to be that second type of uh, pass catcher in this offense. Uh, Giants aren't the strongest against, you know, the tight ends. Uh, so I think he's a tight end one. And uh, as far as the secondary receiver, it looks like KJ Osborne is gaining that momentum. I think I see him as more as a, a upside flex in this one. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the over here. I'm going to go with the Giants to cover and the Minnesota Vikings to to win this game. So we do agree on that, that we do get the, the cover here uh, from the Giants on the three and a half. But for the in terms of the fantasy matchups for Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one, uh, probably the wide receiver one on the week, you know, when you consider the matchup here. Kirk Cousins, a top four option at the position. Uh, Dalvin Cook, a, a top five running back in a, in a smash spot here. Uh, the Thielen-Osborne thing is totally interesting. I, I have them both ranked as wide receiver threes coming into the week. But as you mentioned, I'm hoping Osborne has earned more opportunities here with his performance that he put up last week. But you obviously you have to account, right? Like, was that the situation, right? Were they running a lot more three wide receiver sets because they were down 30-something points in the game? Um, you know, so that's one of those things that definitely have to to consider. But you know, if you're if you're if you need help, I think Osborne has some upside here. Um, it's just tough to take to, to take the shot in in redraft if if you you know obviously at this stage in the game you're trying. Yeah, if you're to- in the semis, yeah, you're hopefully. I mean, the you're looking for probably a more higher upside matchup probably if you're not already set in that position that's why yeah and i don't again i don't even mind the matchup per se it's just like what's the role gonna be right like was that role you know did we see us we're not gonna get 16 targets right like it's not gonna be 16 targets for kj osborne but the fact that he was able to demand 16 targets in that game alongside justin jefferson i think and then have the production that he had with it that I think is enough where make me feel confident or at least comfortable where like maybe he might not dud in my lineup, but like, like we said, like could have been game script dependent. So it's, it's one of those things where I might stash him, but at the end of the day, like he would have to do it two consecutive weeks and then be a guy that in championship week, like I'm like, all right, let you know, I've, I've seen it two weeks in a row. Like let's go. But from DFS perspective, I think it makes a ton of sense to get some exposure to KJ Osborne this week. Yeah. Um. Oh man, Hawkinson, man, what are you doing to us? Um. He's 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 being back to slightly disappointing, just a little bit. Um. So, uh, but you're you're gonna play him here. The matchup isn't great, but again, you're you're gonna play him. And then for the New York Giants, like like we talked about, uh, Daniel Jones. He's in a. I think he's in a great spot. Uh. You know, high end QB one in this one with with obviously his his rushing upside. Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, came back to, you know, uh, what we would expect him to do from a production standpoint last week. So he's a borderline RB1. And then Darius Slayton, I'm on board with him being a solid wide receiver too. The matchup here is great. 
So, uh, you know, Minnesota's we, we've seen them get killed by outside receivers all year. So definitely like Slayton this week. And then Richie James, I think he's a low end wide receiver three. He has been more involved, but the Giant or the, the Minnesota Vikings rather, they're they're pretty good against the slot wide receiver. That's where Richie James, you know, plays most of his, you know, plays uh plays most of his snaps. And then Isaiah Hodgins, I think, uh makes sense as a low end wide receiver three as somebody that's that's been more involved. Ooh, and we said, five, we said five Giants yeah. names. That's crazy. Hey man, I, I took the over. I took the over. Um we do have a question from Blurpy. Uh, how would you rate these four? Uh, Zonovan, I'm assuming that means Knight. Uh, who's? Oh, Mike Evans, I'm assuming. Travis mm-hmm. Etienne and Jerry Judy. Uh, I'm picking up. I'm picking between one for flex. I also have D Hop in my wide receiver two spot, so I could put Evans or Judy there. Okay, so that's just like a. This is like two questions in one. First, you're asking which of these guys, or how would we rate these guys? Uh, without looking at my rankings or projections, uh, as I pull them up, but uh, without looking at them off the top of my head, I feel like I would say Zonovan, Judy, ETN, Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans, I think, deserves to be a little bit higher. The matchup is so good, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but where do you, where do you sit with that, Greg? No, I think I... I'm pretty much in agreement with that. I mean, uh, even though the matchup is good, it's been more toiling towards Godwin. And it's just, you know, we've given Evan so much all year, so much leeway all year. Like, uh, I do like the upside of Zonovan and, and Judy. And he's been – he's going to probably demand more targets at the end of the day. So I'll take that edge over him at the receiver spot. Yeah, the, the thing is Mike Evans – Actually had a decent game last week. Five for 83 on nine targets. So that's been a, that was a pretty good game. Solid pretty game. Good game. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I mean, um see if I can I mean Denver also up. has a, a good matchup as well. This is this is also true. So uh and the, the second part of that question is would you play either of those receivers over DeAndre Hopkins, Greg? Um, going against if you are going to play Zonovan Knight in the fe- in the flex, um, no, Arizona's going up against Tampa oh, sorry, Tampa Bay. Tampa. Yeah, 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 you're right. Mm. That's D Hop is tough. playing with third string quarterback Trace McSorley. Yeah, that's tough. Secondary is getting healthy for the Bucks, who more healthy. Uh, Carter Davis been balling lately. So uh, yeah, I probably oh, I probably put Judy over uh, D Hop in that spot. All right, so Greg is saying Judy over D Hop. Yeah, I, he says he has Etn in there right now. Um, Zonovan Knight has a good matchup. You know, I have him ranked as RB seventeen. I know that for a fact. Uh, I have Travis Etn ranked as like RB thirty or RB twenty in the twenties. So I have Knight over over. ETN and it really comes down to you do you have Judy do I have Judy overnight and I think I have Knight ahead of Judy um and Corlin Sutton should be coming back yeah he should also uh, this, have a good matchup he's in a good spot too yeah so uh it sounds like you didn't really get a clear answer there you got two answers there Greg is saying Judy over D Hop and he would play Zonovan Knight in the flex 
I think I would still keep D Hop there. Uh, if you are, how about this, Blurpy? If you are the favorite here, like by a, mar- a reasonable amount, right? Like let's say your matchup has Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, and and they don't really have a quarterback that they can bank on, um, where they you know that they feel confident in, and you just feel like you have an edge, and you just don't you just don't want the floor to bottom out. In that instance, I would go D Hop and Zonovan Knight. If you are the underdog and you need high upside, I think I'm going to go D Hop and Mike Evans, and that's my final answer. All right, let's continue breaking down the games here, Greg. Uh, I've spoken about five Giants. Let's see if I'll speak about f- more than five players in this <laughs> one game here. <laughs> We've got the four, uh, five and nine. Sorry, I mean, my records might be five and nine. Stuff. Five and nine. New Orleans Saints traveling to Cleveland to take on the six and eight Cleveland Browns. This game has a thirty-one and a half point total. Yes, that is very low. The Cleveland Browns are two and a half point favorites. In terms of weather, there's supposed to be snow potentially pregame and early on in this game, and so some light winds. Uh, part of the reason why the total is so low. Uh, also, these offenses have been pretty bad. Uh, in terms of, of injuries, David Njoku he was limited with a knee. Uh, he's been dealing with with knee injuries to both knees all season. Nick Chubb he was a DMP early in the week with a foot injury. Did return to practice today. Um, you know, with that foot, you know, with that foot injury and today being Thursday and the games being on most of the games being on Saturday, today is the equivalent of a Friday practice. So Nick Chubb getting upgraded to a full today or, you know, participating in practice in some fashion is, is definitely good news, right? So if you don't see guys practicing today, I think about that as being them being out on a Friday, which means that you know the likelihood of them playing is, is very low. Um, in terms of the you know staying with the Browns, Miles Garrett, he's questionable with an illness, and then there's a few other guys questionable. But for New Orleans, center Caesar Ruiz, he was placed on the injured reserve. Jarvis Landry, he's questionable with an ankle. Chris Olave, questionable with a hamstring, did not participate in practice yesterday. Adam Troutman, he's limited with an ankle. Pete Werner, the linebacker. Uh, DMP with a hamstring, bunch of other guys questionable. In this game here, I will take the under on 31 and a half. I will take the Cleveland Browns to cover two and a half, and I'll take the Cleveland Browns to win. For Cleveland, Watson is a QB2. Uh, I say that really specifically only for like super flex, but like even with the weather being so poor, uh, you know, I don't even know if that's worth a shot there. And then Nick Chubb, he's an RB2 if he can go. Uh, Cooper and, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think they're going to be wide receiver three or fours with DPJ being probably being closer to wide receiver four. And Joku, probably a tight end one. Again, the weather here is definitely something to pay attention to, um, you know, especially, again, with the total being so low. Like, if there's tie – if like, I would use this as a tiebreaker, the total and the weather here, uh, if I'm trying to make decisions between other players. But Alvin Kamara on the New Orleans side, he's an RB2. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, he's he, he's not been very good recently. I think I have him down as a low-end wide receiver three. Uh, Juwan Johnson, the tight end, despite the tough matchup, is in the top six of my tight ends this week. So um, definitely an option there if you need help at the position. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm going to take 
Cleveland to cover, Cleveland to win. Um, yeah, on on the Cleveland side, I agree with you. I'm not in really interested in playing Deshaun Watson, especially if you're in the semis. Uh, if you're just playing in general, uh, there's definitely I think some higher upside matchups you can have. Um, Nick Chubb, he's a you know RB two, high in RB two. Um, as far as the receivers, uh, Mark Cooper and Dom Spieber Jones. Um, Dom Spieber Jones, I think, is a low end wide receiver too. Mark Cooper, wide receiver two as well. Uh, David Njoku, uh, borderline tight end one. And on the same side, give me Taysom Hill uh, as a you know borderline tight end one. Um, and Alvin Kamara, RB two. Uh, and as far as the pass catchers, I want Raheem Shahid, man. That's what I'm, I'm playing, looking to play as an upside flex possibly in deep leagues. Yeah, that definitely makes a ton of sense. Again, just you know, check the weather reports prior to the game. Um, you know, because it could have an impact on on the the passing game, especially. Uh, our guy Blurpy says, "I was saying if you have the if you if you're going to Benkins, a guy who lost hurts or the, the manager who <laughs> lost hurts that you had have up, you know, you probably favored or something like that." He says he has hurts, so uh, and he would have been favored by sixteen, uh, but now he's got to play Aaron Rodgers, which I don't know that's, if that's really a bad thing. Yes, not bad. I'm sure we'll talk about that one later. Um, Let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the 7-7 Detroit Lions traveling to Carolina to take on the 5-9 Carolina Panthers. This game has a 44.5 point total where the Detroit Lions are 2.5 point favorites. Greg, where are you going? Oh, sorry. Before I get into that, freezing temperatures in this game. Carolina's okay. For Detroit... Bunch of guys questionable. Now I kick it to you, Greg. Where are you going with this matchup? I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit to cover, Detroit to win. Detroit's rolling right now. Uh, as far as their side, um, Jack Goff, I think he's in that upper range QB2 territory. Um, I think I play him over Deshaun Watson, though, like just kind of measuring what I would, would do. Um, as far as the running backs, uh, DeAndre Swift. I think is a an RB two territory. Jamal Williams as well. Uh, I think I probably lean more DeAndre Swift in this game. Um, <clears throat> just you know, Carolina's defense is pretty solid. They could uh, probably be more if they're going to attack him with some receptions for DeAndre Swift. Uh, as far as the receivers, Monroe St. Brown, he's still a low end wide receiver one, um, and that's really as far as the pass catches for them. Uh, on the it's not really you know a consistent one. I'm really confident in right now at this point. On the Carolina side, uh, I'm looking at the, those running backs, you know, Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. I think Chuba Hubbard is probably leaning towards him as that RB2 uh, in this game. Um, and then as far as the receivers, DJ Moore's in a good spot. Uh, so I have bump him up to more of a solid wide receiver too in this game. Yeah, I'm with you on the game. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. I'm going to take Detroit to win. Um, in terms of the fantasy matchups for Carolina, I think Darnold, you know, borderline QB one for me in this one against Detroit in a, in a fantastic matchup. DJ Moore, a wide receiver two. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., your boy, uh, you know, has some wide receiver four intrigue with a bit of a bit of upside. Uh, I'm agree. I'm in agreement with you on Chuba Hubbard. You know, probably has the greater upside between the two running backs. And then on the Detroit side. Obviously, starts with the Monroe St. Brown, uh, top five play at the position. Um, you know, should bounce back after having a relatively down week last week against the Jets. Uh, DJ Shark, uh, 
probably a wide receiver too. You know, we talked about he had he had a, a decent game the week prior, uh, or you know, not last week, the week but the week prior. Um, and we talked about last week being a down week for him, and so I, I think he bounces back this week. And then, like, like you said, at the running back position, DeAndre Swift, an RB two, uh, Jamal Williams. He's just a very, very touchdown dependent, uh, you know, RB three or four. And then for uh, you know the quarterback position, yeah, Goff. I, I think you know have him as a middle middle of the pack QB two. I agree with you. I'd have him over over Deshaun Watson. Uh, the thing with Goff is that his home road splits are just so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, this game being outdoors, cold temperature, uh, you know, do you do you how much weight do you put into those home road splits? Uh, you know, when if it's like a small sample size, it'd be like, oh, okay, you know, but this is a pretty large sample size where he's got 20, 20 of his 26 touchdown passes have come uh, you know, I, I think it's 20 of 26 or 20 of 22 have come at home versus the road. So uh seems real to me, uh, but, you know, I, I don't think he'll completely bottom out on you, on you in terms of fantasy output. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We've got the 10-4 and four Cincinnati Bengals traveling to New England to take on the 7-7 seven and seven New England Patriots. This game has a 41.5 point total where the New England Patriots are 3.5 point road or home dogs. This game, temperatures are expected to be in the 20s with winds of 10 to 15 miles per hour. Definitely not ideal. In terms of injuries for Cincinnati, Hayden Hurst, the tight end who hasn't played in weeks, he was limited with a calf injury. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, who was expected to miss a few weeks with a wrist with a broken wrist, um, is expected to play this week after missing just one game. But they they will be without Sam Hubbard, the other edge rusher who who's dealing with a calf injury of his own. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other guys questionable for Cincinnati. But in terms of New England, Jacoby Myers apparently suffered. Uh, a concussion or, you know, a a hit that entered him into the concussion protocol actually on the play where he, he lateraled it back to Mac Jones or to Chandler Jones, but tried to go to Mac Jones. But anyway, um, so he's in the concussion protocol was limited in practice. So curious to see how that plays out. Damon Harris, he's limited with a thigh, uh, Ramondre Stevenson limited with an ankle. Devontae Parker has not practiced all week with a concussion. Probably going to miss a second straight game there. Tyquan Thornton limited with a knee. A few other guys questionable. In this game, I will take the over on 41.5. I will take Cincinnati to cover. I will take Cincinnati to win. For Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, a wide receiver one. T. Higgins, a strong wide receiver two. Uh, Tyler Boyd, a wide receiver three or four, uh, probably a f- you know closer to four, and somebody I'm, I'm not going to be looking to play in in this game with these conditions, uh, in New England like not being very competitive offensively. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's a QB one. Uh, Joe Mixon an RB one. Uh, Samaje Piran an RB three, and then for New England, uh, just give me Ramondre, and that's all I want. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over as well. I'm gonna take Cincy to cover, Cincy to win. Uh, on the Cincy side, pretty much in agreement with you with Joe Burrow being a mid-tier QB one. Joe Mixon should be killing as well as an RB one. Uh, and then the receivers: T. Higgins, wide receiver two; Jamar Chase, 
uh, wide receiver one. Uh, uh, I'll take bump Tyler Boyd up a, a little bit more. I think uh, to wide receiver three. Uh, just, you know, by the attention that Tyler Boyd, I mean, the old other two receivers going to get uh, should open up some things for Tyler Boyd. Uh, and then on the New England side, it's just yeah, Ramondre Stevenson season all day. I mean, if you're forced to play Hunter Henry, you know, good luck. I mean, he's that's really about it though. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why you brought his name up. That <laughs> is, man. Tough market out here, yo. Tight and you go, you go broke playing Hunter Henry. <laughs> he, he was on some rosters. He's on some rosters. For sure. <laughs> and they're probably all eliminated. Yeah, our, our team was one of them. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. To this next matchup, uh, the t- eleven and three Chicago, or sorry, Buffalo Bills travel to Chicago to take on a three and eleven Chicago Bears. This game has a thirty nine and a half point total, where the Buffalo Bills are eight and a half point road favorites. Uh, for this one comes from Roto Roto Grinders, uh, Kevin Roth. Ugly weather, uh, twenty to twenty five miles per hour winds with gust over thirty five miles per hour. Do with that information. What you must, people. But in terms of the injuries for Buffalo, a uh, few guys questionable on defense, but ex- you know they seem to be expected to go. Uh, J- uh, Chase Claypool had a midweek downgrade to doubtful when he was questionable, so he's probably not going to play. Uh, Echonimia St. Brown, he's a DMP with a concussion. Uh, Kendall Vildor, he's DMP with an ankle. Linebacker, uh, rookie Jack Sanborn, placed on injured reserve with an ankle. Khalil Herbert. Uh, designated to return from the injury reserve with a hip injury. So, Greg, I kick it to you. Where are we going with this one? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Chicago to cover. I'm going to take Buffalo to win still. Uh, it's going to be freezing. Really, I'm really focused on, of course, the quarterbacks are the locks in this game. Uh, on Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1, uh, no matter what the weather is condition-wise, he, he thrives in this. He's, I mean, they play in Buffalo. Uh, Stefan Diggs, still wide receiver one, I think, uh, especially with the, the matchup secondary for Chicago is very weak. Um, so I'm, I'm here to put Stefan Diggs as wide receiver one. Uh, I like Isaiah McKenzie as a little bump as a wide receiver three. Uh, Gabe Davis, of course, is that boomer bust uh, wide receiver three as well. Um, and then on Chicago side, uh, Justin Fields, he's not going to be affected by this weather as well. I mean, they, uh, they play in Chicago, so uh, he's a QB one. Uh, I mean, that's about it as far as the receivers. I mean, the running backs, David Montgomery, uh, he's a uh, borderline RB1, I think, strong RB2. Uh, uh, Khalil Herbert should be activated, I believe, for this game. So um, he's probably going to be you know, put back and, and involved. So uh, if you really need some, some depth, uh, he could be a, a play. I'm going to go with uh, the over here. I'm going to take Chicago to cover. Uh, I will take Buffalo to win, though. Josh Allen, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. Josh Allen, he's a QB1. Uh, Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver one. I do, uh, yeah, Isaiah McKenzie, you could totally play. But for me, it's similar. It's going to be similar to last week where with the weather, I, I don't think I'm looking to the other options. Like, just give me give me Josh Allen. Give me Stephon Diggs. Uh, Dawson mm-hmm. Knox has a terrible matchup, so not even sure what the upside would be, even though he's been, you know, m- much, much better. Mm-hmm. Um on the Chicago side, Justin Fields, borderline QB1. I think you have to start him, even 
even though uh, you know Buffalo has been better against opposing quarterbacks and the weather concerns, like you, you absolutely have to start him. Um, he, you know, he's just too good with his legs. David Montgomery, I, I agree, you know, has strong RB one upside, but I'm going to have him as an RB two. Definitely curious to see how Herbert impacts his workload in his first game back, uh, and then Cole Komet. I think he's a borderline tight end one. Like there's no wide receivers here to throw the football to. Uh, they're going to be trailing by eight and a half points, uh, you know, or they're, they're, they're underdogs of eight and a half points. So I definitely would imagine that Cole Komet is somewhat involved. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. The one 12 and one Houston Texans traveling to Tennessee to take on the seven and seven Tennessee Titans in terms of whether this game is supposed to be cold. In terms of injuries, Chris Moore questionable with a with a uh, actually don't even know what he's questionable for, but he's questionable. Uh, Nick Nico Collins DMP with a hip. Brandon Cooks returned to a full practice today with a foot injury, or the hip injury, I believe it was. Uh, and then Damian Pierce, he's uh, obviously he was placed on injury reserve with an ankle. We didn't really talk about that because I think that was done. Um, after we spoke about those games, cornerback uh, Derek Stingley also plays on injured reserve this this time with a, or you know him with a hamstring, and then for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, uh, we are, we obviously spoke about that news yesterday. He was DMP with an ankle, likely out rest of season, but they're hopeful that he can he can return uh, near the end of the season, uh, and then Traylon Burks he returned to practice with a concussion. Um, I may. Regret this. Probably the <laughs> second or third time I've done this all year. But I'm going to take the Houston Texans to cover and win this football game. Uh, for Houston, <laughs> for, well, I don't know why this is so funny, Greg. I'm just, you know, it's just, they got, like, because uh, it's Tennessee, ahead. man. It's Tennessee. There's no reason why Derek Henry should not have the football 100% of this game. This man is going to. Obliterate this team, yo. <laughs> <laughs> this time, well, 35 and a half, yo. Yo, Derek Henry, yo. Over, yo. <laughs> well, uh, for Houston, the team I expect to win this football game, <laughs> I uh, Chris Moore, uh, still into him this week. The volume was there last week. Uh, I have him down as a wide receiver, too. Um, you know, even if Brandon Cooks goes, I still – would anticipate that Chris Moore sees, you know, a decent amount of volume here. Again, the matchup is is good as well. So I uh, like that. And then Davis Mills, I think, is an intriguing option in super flex leagues. You know, if you lost, you know, Jalen Hurts, you, you couldn't get to Gardner Minshew, you, you don't trust, you know, maybe you don't trust Zach Wilson in the weather tonight. Um, you know, you're just looking for, you know, maybe you don't want to play Tyler Huntley. Like, I think Davis Mills – in two quarterback leagues makes a ton of sense. You know, the matchup is good. Tennessee's given up to quarterbacks all year. Uh, Davis Mills played well in his last two games. Uh, again, don't think Nico Collins goes. Uh, Royce Freeman led the running backs in fantasy points. Could be a, a, an option in in uh, deeper in deeper leagues uh, as an RB4. Uh, and then for Tennessee, it's really hard to recommend much of, you know, much without, you know, with Tannehill out other than Derrick Henry. Um you know, who obviously is going to probably run for 200 yards. But like I said, if Houston has any pride about themselves, like why are they going to let this happen for the eighth game in a row? Maybe you don't let things happen to you when it comes to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry just does things to you, and you don't really have a say. I don't know. Uh, but Chigo, Aquanco, uh, Greg's 
tight end stream of the week. I think he's he's got tight end one upside. I mean, Malik Willis, they only throw to the tight ends anyway. So, uh, Greg, I kick it back to you. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover, Tennessee to win. Uh, I think it will be a close game, though, for sure, on Houston side. Uh, Davis Mills, yeah, I like, I like definitely like the, the argument there uh, for him to be in that QB2 territory. And if uh, he's – I mean, they've been – competitive in the last two games and high scoring games in the last two games as well. So uh, he's going to be used um, as far as the receivers, um, Chris Moore, if he's able to go, uh, I think Brandon Cooks was also in, in the mix as well, uh, getting healthy. So um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. If, uh, if Chris Moore, I mean, if Brandon Cooks and you know Chris Moore are going, uh, I think both of them in that wide receiver three territory. Uh, and then as far as, you know, Tennessee side, it's really just Derrick Henry I'm looking at as you know probably the RB one on this week and Chigo uh being a, a streaming option at the tight end position. Yeah, most definitely. Um hey, did Seattle lose last week or did they win? Because I don't know. I'm trying to think they right lost now. Monday night against the 49ers, oh, right? This is right. It's Thursday night. But yes, the seven and seven Seattle Seahawks travel to Kansas City to take on the eleven and three Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a forty-eight and a half point total, where the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and a half point home favorites. Weather temperatures are expected to be in the single digits. Whew. Ten mile per hour winds for Kansas City in terms of injuries. Tight end Blake Bell designated to return from injured reserve with a hip injury. Tight end Jordy Fortson, doubtful with an elbow. Miko Hardman, the wide receiver, designated to return with an abdomen injury. So it looks like he can make a, a comeback this week. For Seattle, Tyler Lockett out with a finger. Kenneth Walker the third questionable with an ankle. Noah Fant, questionable with a knee. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, I kick it to you. Where are you with this matchup here? I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle to cover Kansas City to win. Uh, as far as you know, the Kansas City side, um, Patrick Mahomes, he's still gonna do what he does. Uh, I think he's a QB one, leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns this year, doing what he has to do. Um, Isaiah Pacheco uh, and another great matchup here. Him, him and Jared McKinnon are both in, in great spots here. I think I am leaning towards the McKinnon train, just the, the fantasy outputs right now just speak volumes. And he's going to, I think, be – he's the safer option because of the, the pass-catching ability uh, right now. So, uh, at the end of the day, we always want that that running back to to get it done. They always have stretches, but Kansas City just loves to pass the ball because they're just so good at it. Um, McKinnon, I think, is an RB2, uh, strong RB2 with some wide receiver, RB1 upside. Um, Travis Kelsey, tight end one. Uh, and – uh, as far as the receivers, uh, Juju's probably the, the one I would trust the most, but he's still in wide receiver. I wide receiver three for me. On the Seattle side, Geno Smith is in a great spot here. Kansas City's uh, secondary is weak, uh, so I have him as a, a solid QB1. Um, as far as the running backs, Kenneth Walker, uh, he's an RB2 territory for me. And the receivers, DK Metcalf should dominate, uh, with you know, especially with Todd Lockett being hurt here. Uh, target share is going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, no offense. Those showing up targets and being a, a streaming tight end for sure. Yeah, I am going to take the over here. I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I'm going to take 
Kansas City to win. Uh, for Kansas City, it's yeah, you're right. It's impossible not to rank McKinnon as an RB one right now based on the fantasy output. Uh, again, Pacheco, he's in a nice spot as well. Could be a strong RB two. I really feel like a lot of this with with McKinnon versus Pacheco has been game script dependent, right? Like nobody expected Houston to go to overtime with Kansas City last week, or Kansas City to be trailing at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trying in the end of regulation, trying to tie it to go to overtime. Uh, so with that, like, yeah, I think McKinnon was heavily involved. So again, you got to stay in the flames. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a high scoring game back and forth. It's the second highest or it's tied for the highest total on the week. Uh, so yeah, you, you have to uh, be able to, um, you know, trust in, in, in these Kansas city running backs. And then for, uh, Kelsey Mahomes, they're obviously ones at their position. Uh, I agree, Juju's uh, – I have him probably closer to wide receiver two, but on that wide receiver two, three border, um, you know, based on the game potential game script in, this, in the matchup here. And then for Seattle, uh, Gino, I, I, you know, QB won this week. Um, expecting a strong, a strong outing from him. DK Metcalf, a wide receiver one. And no Tyler Lockett means more opportunities for n- not just Noah Fant, my stream of the week, but also Marquise Goodwin. Uh, who has played well in spots, uh, you know, and has an opportunity here. And so I think if you're looking for a wide receiver three, uh, somebody with some upside, he makes a ton of sense. I mean, he is that, you know, that prototypical, you know, Greg references it all the time, right? That Sunday morning wide receiver that you just need to go pick up. Like, I think he can be that guy for you this week where you're like, all right, you know, I need some upside in my flex spot. Like, you know, who can I go to? And I think, I think Goodwin, you know, definitely has that upside this week. Word. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. The f- five and nine Atlanta Falcons traveling to Baltimore to take on the nine and five Baltimore Ravens. This game has a 39 and a half point total where the Baltimore Ravens are seven and a half point home favorites. Uh, temperatures are expected to be in the twenties, uh, temperature, uh, you know, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds for this one. Uh, for Atlanta, Caleb Huntley, he was placed on injured reserve with an Achilles injury. For Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's out with the knee. Uh, Tyler Huntley, he's been dealing with a shoulder, but he's he's expected to go. He's, he was already named the starter by uh, Coach uh, John Harbaugh. And then Devin Duvernay, the wide receiver, uh, who's been basically operating as the, you know, uh, you know, one of the the top targets in the past game. He was placed on the injury reserve with a foot injury. And then Marcus Peters, he's questionable with a calf. So uh, for me, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. I'm going to take Baltimore to win. Uh, For Atlanta, uh, Drake London is a wide receiver for Tyler Algier had the big week last week. He's, he's an RB three with some RB two upside, I think. And then for Baltimore, um, J.K. Dobbins, he's a, he's an RB two, and then I think you got to rank Mark Andrews as a tight end one again, just based on the matchup. I know recent production has not been great. Uh, I think since suffering that shoulder injury around the bye week, he has he's not been very good at all. Uh, but Atlanta is the worst matchup or the best matchup, I should say, for tight ends, and so I feel like. Uh, you know, or one of the best matchups for tight ends. They're, they're second over their last three games. So I definitely feel like you have to uh, go ahead and start them. 
yeah, I'm gonna take the under and take Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win. Uh, on it's gonna be an ugly game for sure. Um, but on the Baltimore side, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews are the only two names I'm really looking at. Uh, J.K. Dobbins being a, a solid RB two, um, some RB one upside possibly. Mark Andrews, um, you 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 gotta you gotta play him. I think in the tight end market, it's still not a lot of options consistently. I could take and the matchup is good um so he's a borderline tight end one for me uh, on the land side it's just tyler Algier. um he's being as a uh solid rb2 and drake london has been better of late uh so if anything he's you know in that wide receiver three territory for me yep definitely uh agreed there greg let's move on to this next game the Seven six and one Washington Commanders traveling to San Fran to take on the ten and four San Francisco 49ers. This game has a 39 and a half point total where the San Francisco 49ers are seven and a half point favorites in this uh revenge game here for head coach Kyle Shanahan. Um just uh in terms of the weather, expected to be okay. In terms of injuries, Debo Samuel, he's obviously out. Uh, Javon Kinlaw. The defensive lineman, he was designated to return from the injured reserve. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's questionable with the knee. Brock Purdy, limited with an oblique injury. And then there's a bunch of guys questionable for Washington. Greg, I kick it to you now. Uh, where are you with this matchup? Um, this one, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take San Fran to cover, though. San Fran to win um, on the San Fran side. Uh, Brock Purdy, I think, is in that QB2 territory, super flex territory. I uh, wouldn't be, uh, you know, disappointed in having him if I if I was desperate. If you like didn't have anyone left, uh, like didn't get uh, a Gardner Minshew or uh, one of those quarterbacks we've been talking about, um, Brock Purdy's a, a solid option. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, RB1, um, as far as the receivers, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver three territory. George Kittle's a high, a high and tight end one, I think. Um, He's you know rolling in the last couple of weeks, and then for the Washington football team, um, Terry McLaurin he's a wide receiver too. Uh, as far as the running backs, um, Brian Robinson and AJ Gibson, Antonio Gibson, I think they're both in that running RB three territory. San Francisco defense is probably the best in the league, so it's just going to be uh, tough for 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 those pieces. Yeah, definitely. Um had some trouble trying to figure out what to do with these Washington pieces, but I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I will take San Fran to win. Um, you know, on the San Fran side, CMC an RB1, uh, Brock Purdy a QB2, George Kittle a tight end one for sure. Um, the the Where I do have some pause is about Ayuk. Uh, I just don't, I don't know if we can play him. Uh, he just hasn't really been that solid these last few weeks uh and you know even the big game that he had if you know a few weeks prior was 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 touchdowns um so it, it's it is kind of tough here to recommend him as a play in in this week here um but for the Washington side I do like Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver one I think Taylor Heineke and him like they they've they've got that mind meld going it doesn't really matter the target volume should be there so I, I think you continue to play him. Uh, Brian Robinson, you know, he's going to be an RB2 for me with Antonio Gibson being an RB3, but I agree the matchup is definitely tough. 
Uh, and then if you need some upside, uh, Jahan Dotson is somewhat interesting, you know, has had back-to-back big games, you know, is the deep threat for this team. So if they're trailing, I'm expecting he should get some down-the-field targets here uh, across from Terry McLaurin. So, um, again, if you, you play in a deep league, you know, uh, he, I think he makes sense as a wide receiver for All right, let's move on to the next matchup. The 13 and 1. Yeah, 13 and 1. 13 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles travel to Dallas to take on the 10 and 4 Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 46 point total where the Dallas Cowboys are five and a half point home favorites in this one. The game is played in a dome, so no weather concerns there. In terms of injuries, uh, Leighton Vander Esch, he's out with a shoulder. That's the linebacker for Dallas. There's a few other guys questionable. Jalen Hurts, he's a he's, I don't think he's officially been ruled out, but uh, head coach Nick Sirianni said that Gardner Minshew will get the start. So Jalen Hurts probably not going to be active active at all. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's been activated from the injured reserve, so he's good to go this week. And then Zach Pascal, he's a DMP with a concussion. I am going to take the under. I am going to take Philly to cover. I am going to take Dallas to win. Uh, for the Dallas side, Dak Prescott, borderline QB1, CeeDee Lamb, a wide receiver two, Tony Pollard, an RB2, Zeke, uh, an RB2 or three, uh, will, you know, has some touchdown dependency. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's in a tough matchup, but you're going to play him. Uh, he owes us from last week, so you, you're definitely going to play him. And then for Philadelphia, uh, A.J. Brown, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, Devontae Smith, a, a wide receiver two. Uh, Gardner Minshew, my tight end, or my quarterback stream of the week, rather, has some QB1 upside. Miles Sanders, I think he's an RB2. And then Dallas Goddard, a borderline tight end one. Yeah, I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going to take Philly to cover. Um, but I'm going to take – actually, I'm going to still take Philly to win. Um, on the Philly side, Gardner Minshew, I think, is the, the top – of like the streaming quarterbacks, um, you know, you sure you're, you're playing him. I think this team, the system is uh, flowing right now. I still think they, they get it done. Miles Sanders, uh, solid borderline RB one, uh, part of the receivers, AJ Brown, wide receiver one, Devonte Smith, a wide receiver two. Uh, and as far as the Dallas side, um, Dak bumping down. He's more of a, he's still, you know, down to that, uh, QB two territory. I don't, you know, if you have better matchups, I would find them like an Aaron Rodgers or like a possibly even a Tom Brady over him. Um, Tony Pollard and Zeke, both borderline RB1s. Tony Pollard, of course, with the higher upside, but both of them have just been been eating this year. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver one, and Dawson Schultz, low and tight end one. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. All right, let's move on. Philly to, Philly to win, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, let's move on to this next matchup. Um, and this one's kind of, you know, this one's bittersweet, man. The the six and eight Las Vegas Raiders travel to Pittsburgh to take on the six and eight Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 39 and a half point total. Uh, this game has a two and a half point or the Pittsburgh Steelers are two and a half point favorites at home. This game is Saturday night, 815 p.m. Um, our, our Saturday night game of the week. 
And this one is comes on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, I think it was yesterday, actually, uh, Hall of Fame running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was the the immaculate reception right like he was the player that caught the, the you know the immaculate reception and ran it in for a game winning touchdown against the raiders he passed away uh just days before the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception and, and we get this game here in prime time um so yeah um Definitely, you know, hearts go out to the family there, Franco Harris, and he was, you know, an absolute legend. I, obviously, I never got to see him play, but you know, I would watch NFL Network, and the Immaculate Reception is played like over and over and over and over again, right? Like, if you haven't seen it, it's you know, hail mary pass at the end of the game, the intended receiver gets walloped by a defender, the ball goes flying, <laughs> and just ricochets right into the hands of Franco Harris. He actually like leans down to catch it and then just takes off running for a game winning touchdown. So an iconic play in, in NFL history and, and uh, one of the icons in the, in the, you know, NFL hall of fame. So uh, yeah, definitely a sad moment, but uh, in terms of the game here, uh, in terms of the weather, the weather is okay in terms of injuries, uh, for Las Vegas, there's a bunch of guys questionable. Um, but for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, he was a DMP with a hip. Um, expected, you know, curious to see what his, his practice status looks like today. Must Might just be maintenance. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he was limited with a toe. And then Kenny Pickett, uh, he's full participant with a concussion, returning you know, from that concussion that he had last week. And then there's a few other guys questionable. Uh, Greg, where do you go with this matchup here? I'm gonna take the over uh, Pittsburgh home. Yeah, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover. Uh, Pittsburgh to win. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, um, Najee Harris being a you know, lower in RB two if he's able to go. Um, going against Vegas though, a solid matchup. Uh, so I can see him finishing as a solid RB two. Dante Johnson, a low in wide receiver two um, with some wide receiver high and wide receiver two upside. Uh, he's been solid of late. Um, just all year, been quiet. Uh, you know, sneaky good wide receiver two year. Uh, and Pat Firemove should bounce back from uh, last week. Uh, got a solid matchup. Um, so I have him as a tight end one. On the Vegas side, uh, Josh Jacobs RB one. Devonte Adams should uh, hopefully you know get back to having the monster games that he's having. Pittsburgh secondary pretty weak. He's a wide receiver one. <clears throat> Darren Waller uh, being a borderline tight end one. Uh, and yeah, it's about it. Derek Carr and that that QB 13, uh, 14 range. Okay, I'm a I re- initially went with the under here, but I don't know, man. The 50th anniversary, it's prime time, prime time. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe the over will NFL is gonna they're gonna do something, man. Yeah. They're gonna let some, let a little, yeah, a little, little call go yeah. through, you know. <laughs> Something. The unders so, have been a lot, but the primetime games do get do be getting those overs. So I'm gonna go over here. I am gonna go Pittsburgh to cover Pittsburgh to win. Uh for the Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs, he's an RB1. You're gonna continue to play him. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one. I have Derek Carr as a QB2. Greg, I think you, you kind of 
we're like we're messing this up because you put him at QB fourteen. I I mean I I know where I have him ranked. It's not QB fourteen. So like kind of now we're just telling the people like we're not really telling them what to do, right? Like we had this <laughs> wink wink thing going on, but now it's just like you're saying essentially to play him, which means not to play him, and I'm saying not to play him, which means to play him. So like, what are the people going to do? I don't know. It's, so it's going to be tough. Man. He's he's so unpredictable. It's crazy. So unpredictable. It's polarizing. Yeah, but. The information is the information. It's the best I can do to act like I'm. I know what Derek Carr is going to do Word. would be <laughs> Word. would be ridiculous because I have no idea. He like could the come out here. fantasy, you can figure <laughs> out. right? If you if you can figure out when Derek Carr is going to be a, a reasonable start and when he's not, then you pretty much just win all your fantasy leagues because yeah, you, pretty much. you have the answer to fantasy. So, um, in terms of uh, Darren Waller, I think. He's a tight end and probably better than most tight ends. So if you have him and don't clearly have a better option, I think you play him, and that's the advice. Uh, for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, he's uh, and Deontay, Deontay Johnson. I think you know they're they're all I'm really interested in. Uh, you know, Frymuth had a, had a bad week last week. Um, you know, is he still dealing with an illness? I'm not really sure, uh, but I can confidently say that Najee Harris, you know, probably a low end RB two, uh, Deontay Johnson a high end wide receiver too yeah let's move on to the next game here sunday 1 p.m the five six and eight green bay packers travel to miami to take on the eight and six miami dolphins this game has a 48 and a half point total the miami dolphins are four and a half point favorites at home in terms of injuries uh well in terms of weather expected to be rainy this game in terms of injuries uh for Green Bay, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, he is questionable. He's still recovering from having his appendix removed. And then for Miami, Jeff Wilson Jr., he was limited with a hip. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. Uh, For me here, I will take the over. I will take Green Bay to cover. I will take Miami to win this game. Um, You know, on the Green Bay side, Christian Watson, a wide receiver one, Aaron Jones, an RB one. Aaron Rodgers, a QB1, AJ Dillon, a running back two. I think Dobbs was more, you know, was targeted more uh, than than Lazard and probably the guy that I would play in that instance. Uh, if I was choosing to play one, I, this is expected to be a good game for Aaron Rodgers. So play his weapons. Um, you know, for Miami, two is a QB1. Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver one. Uh, Waddle is probably a wide receiver two or three. And then Raheem Mostert uh, is an RB2 on the high end. I uh, don't know if I can go to Jeff Wilson in his first game back from the injury. Yeah, on um, taking uh, the over, uh, give me the over. Give me uh, Miami to cover, uh, Green Bay to cover, Miami to win. Uh, on Green Bay side, like like a lot of these pieces in this game, but on the uh, Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers uh, should be in a, a great spot here as a QB1. Uh, Aaron Jones, RB1. Uh, AJ Dillon, uh, solid, strong RB2 uh, with some RB1 upside uh, as far as the receivers. Christian Watson, uh, borderline wide receiver one, Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs in that RB3, I mean, wide receiver three uh, territory. Um, and then on the Miami side, Tua, he's a wide receiver, a quarterback one. Uh, as far as the running backs, they're in an amazing spot here, whoever's going to play. Um, I mean, Raheem Mostert, and if Jeff Wilson is able to go, I think they're in in great spots, uh, so I, I put them both in kind of RB two territory. Uh, but one of them definitely has some RB one upside. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle, uh, also a borderline 
wide receiver one, but strong wide receiver two uh, in a tough matchup. Still has that huge big play, uh, um, you know, uh, potential. Um, and that's about it. But yeah, it's going to be, it should be a fun game. Yeah, most definitely going to be an intriguing game. Um, probably more intriguing than this next one, which is Sunday at 4.30. The three and, oh, sorry, four and ten Denver Broncos traveling to Los Angeles to take on the four and ten Los Angeles Rams. This game has a 36.5 point total. The Denver Broncos are two and a half point road favorites. In terms of weather, weather's okay. In terms of uh, injuries, Kendall Hinton, he was a DMP with a hamstring. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's been a full participant in practice, you know, after dealing with a concussion, which he cleared the protocol last week, so not really sure why he is still in concussion protocol. Um, but, yeah, he's full participant in practice. Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver, he's limited with a hamstring, so he's returned to practice. And then – uh, Chase Edmonds, he's been designated to return from the injury reserve with that ankle injury. And then for the Rams, uh, wide receiver Ben Skoranek was placed on injury reserve with a calf, as was center Brian Allen, also placed on injury reserve with a calf. And then John Wolford, the backup quarterback to Baker Mayfield, questionable uh, with that neck injury. Uh, Greg, where do you lean with this game? Give me the under. Uh, give me – Denver to cover though, Denver to win. Uh, as far as you know, the the Ram side, it's really tough to take literally anyone on this offense. Um, I honestly can't confidently recommend anyone. So I'm gonna just move on to the Denver Broncos. So Russell Wilson, uh, I think he's in uh, streaming ca- category here. Um, you know, LA Rams secondary is very weak. Uh, they don't do well against wide receiver one. So Cortland Sutton. Uh, and Jerry Judy, I think, are wide receiver two spots. I think one of them could finish as a wide receiver one. Uh, Lat Murray has been was very solid last week. I think he's a strong RB2. Um, and, you know, Greg Dolchich is in uh, tight end one territory as well. Yeah, man. Um, this is tough, but I, I'm going to go with uh, the under here. I'm going to take uh, the Denver Broncos to cover. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to win. Uh, For Denver, Judy is a wide receiver, too. Uh, Sutton is a wide receiver, three or four for me. Uh, Russell Wilson, a QB, two. Uh, Latavius Murray, and uh, a strong RB, two. And then for the Rams, there is one player I will recommend, and it is Cam Akers as an RB, two, potentially, because Denver is weak against running backs. Um, And I, I... yeah, I, not really much else you can you can recommend on the Rams side. Okay, uh, let's move on to this next game. The six and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Arizona to take on the four and ten Arizona Cardinals. This game has a forty-one and a half point total, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are six and a half point road favorites in this one. In terms of injuries for Arizona, Colt McCoy he's out with a concussion. Um, Greg Dorch limited with a knee and then uh, defensive end Zach Allen. He's out with a hand injury. Uh, there are a bunch of other guys questionable on the Tampa Bay side. Jamel Dean, he's out with a toe injury. In terms of uh, the the game here, I'm going to on the Arizona side, James Conner, an RB1. 
DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver two. Uh, for Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette, an RB1 here. I think Rashad White is an RB2 or RB2 or three. Uh, Chris Godwin, a wide receiver two. Mike Evans still has a chance to come through for you this week as a wide receiver two. Uh, you know, the matchup is good, you know, productive last week. Uh, and then for for Brady, uh, again, I, I have not had him ranked higher than QB2. I'm, this I'm, is it right I'm, here. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Convince me, Greg. Convince me. Uh, so I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take uh, Tampa to cover, Tampa to win. Um, on the Tampa side, uh, I do like Tom Brady here. I think he's got some QB1 upside. Um, you know, Arizona's mat- the matchup. Uh, it's just a matter of is Arizona going to be able to put up points. That's, you know, the argument when Tom Brady has good games uh, is when they're behind or they're playing a really good offensive team. Uh, Fournette uh, and Rashad White, I think they're both in RB2 territory. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, I think he's in a smash spot here. Um, so he should do well. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, wide receiver, low and wide receiver two. Um, and then Russell Gage in that uh, low end flex category. On Arizona's side, uh, D-Hop, I think, is a wide receiver, too. James Conner and RB1, and that's about it. All right, all right. Let's move on to this next game. Uh, sorry, that game was at Sunday, 8.20 p.m. This next game is our Monday night game. So we will have had football on for four days uh, for week 16. Um, Monday night football. The seven or sorry, yeah, eight and six LA Chargers. Since we sorry, last, yeah, starting last week, it's gonna be like that for pretty much the rest of the year now. We have football on Saturday. Oh, we did have football yeah. on Saturday. We the the right. miraculous comeback, the immaculate yep. comeback, <laughs> the immaculate comeback. Uh, the set, the eight and six LA Chargers travel to Indianapolis to take on the four, nine, and one. Indianapolis Colts. This game has a 46 and a half point total where the LA Chargers are three and a half point road favorites. In terms of the injuries, uh, well, the game is in a dome, so no weather concerns. But in terms of injuries for Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor placed on the injured reserve. Um, so his season is likely done. Nick Foles was elevated to the QB one spot over Matt Ryan. And then for the Chargers, Joe Gazan, Joe Gaziano, the defensive end, he was placed on his reserve. And then Derwin James is questionable. Uh, Greg, where do you lean with this matchup? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover, Chargers to win. Uh, as far as the Chargers side, Justin Herbert, he's a QB1. Uh, Austin Eckler, you know, the RB1 with Derrick Henry every week, uh, top two play. Uh, he's been the RB1 all year. Um as far as the receivers, Keenan Allen, he's a low and wide receiver one. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, you know, he's a well, boomer bust, of course, wide receiver three. Josh Palmer, I think I like him a little more. I think he gets a, a slight bump as a, a solid flex, uh, you know, upside flex in this one. Uh, on Indy side, uh, no JT, so Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, uh, I think both of those guys are kind of in the, the RB2 territory. I think I'm <clears throat> leaning more towards uh, – Zach Moss here, especially if hopefully if it's a you know close game. If it's not, if uh, Chargers kind of pull away, which is impossible, you know the Chargers are always going to play close games. Uh, you know Deion Jackson should be more involved, and then Michael Pittman Jr. wide receiver one. Oh man, this game, this game, this game. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win uh, <laughs> for Indianapolis. 
uh, Michael Pittman, wide receiver three on the on the low end, even the last week in a great matchup. I mean, granted, we're getting a quarterback change here. So how does that impact his, you know, his performance? I don't know, but I have him down as a wide receiver three. Uh, like you said, the Zach Moss, Deion Jackson thing, it really depends on game script. If I had to pick, if I had both, which I do in a league, I think I'm the more, more and more I think about it, I lean Deion Jackson. Like they had a lead in that game, right? They were already up thirty. They were they, were, they attained a lead, right? Mm-hmm. And they just kept handing the ball off to Zach Moss. But uh, imagine if they trail a little bit in this game, Deion Jackson, you know, should have some opportunities. Uh, yeah, they both they both were definitely will. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I also have Tyler Algier. I'm also thinking about just playing him over. Yeah, I probably would play so, him. Yeah. Um. Definitely a tough decision to make, uh, and one if that if I, again if I have to choose between those two, I might take it down to to game time. Honestly, uh, for the LA Chargers, Justin Herbert. I feel like I'm going to repeat myself from last week. Herbert is a QB one. Eckler is an RB one. Allen and Mike will Mike Williams are wide receiver ones. Josh Palmer a wide receiver three, and then Everett is a borderline uh, tight end one. Uh, you know, borderline. Anything else you want to add on that game, Greg? Uh, no, no. Let's get on to the money time, Greg. Those starts of the week, brother. What do you got for your quarterback start of the week this week? Going with Aaron Rodgers, going against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, this is by the game with the most fantasy relevance, most fan- fantasy-friendly game. So uh, with the tough uh, weather, uh, you know, it's going to be Miami. It's going to be a high point total. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a part of it. Uh, that going against a weak secondary against, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins. Been in a lot of shootouts this year. Think he's gonna be uh, have a day where he's get you know close to that 300 yard mark, which he hasn't done this year. So I'm saying Aaron Rodgers gets it in this one. Okay, I like I like that one for sure. Definitely was an option for me, but this one I could not could not pass up, which was Geno Smith going up against Kansas City. Uh, this one is all about the matchup here. Kansas City allows the most fancy points to the quarterback position over their last three games. Uh, this game is tied for the highest total on the week. Seattle is nine and a half point underdogs, which means trying to keep pace with Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City has allowed 20 fantasy points in each of their last, at least 20 fantasy points in each of their last three games to the two opposing quarterbacks, including two games in which they have allowed 28 points or more. So I know Lockett is out, but I really do like this spot for Geno Smith here. Uh, definitely think you can start him up. Yeah, definitely like that. Greg, your running back star of the week this week. Yeah, staying in that same game, going with Jerick McKinnon, going against the Seattle rush defense. I mean, this defense, rush def- West defense-wise, is uh, one of the worst in-, in football. Great matchup here for Jerick McKinnon, who even eats on that receiving end, you know, over the last four games, averaging 6.3 targets, over five receptions, uh, and killing also in the in the yardage mark as well, uh, getting over, uh, you know, close to – uh, 50 you know yards per game rushing yards as well so he's been a dual threat uh he's been in in these competitive games which we we think there will be as well in this one so jerk mckinnon rb1 yeah i like that one um mine i'm going with uh it's it's playoffs right so you, you got to get somebody who's been there before done that knows how to maneuver within the playoffs so why not playoff lenny leonard Fournette? uh playoff lenny's here to help you get into the championship, gets a matchup versus Arizona, which is fantastic, and and just in time. And believe it or not, 
Leonard Fournette has scored at least 10.6 PPR points in every game he's played in since week eight. And he's hit that total in all but two of the 14 games he's played in all season. So he's been really solid. Uh, Thank you. Start him up this week. Uh, got, again, has a fantastic matchup and just let him lead you to a championship. Yeah, play up Lenny. This is when he does does his, his, his work. Getting colder, he, he's going to get stronger. Yes, sir. Um, Greg, your wide receiver start of the week this week. Yeah, got to go with Chris Godwin in that same game uh, going against Arizona. I mean, Arizona, they don't have a good rush defense and they don't have a good uh, pass defense as well. Uh, and Chris Godwin has just been demanding targets all year, actually seven games with at least 10 targets, uh, even more with at least eight targets. Uh, this man's been uh, probably the number one target for uh, Tom Brady all year. And he's getting touchdowns, you know, in the last five games, got three touchdowns uh, in a matchup against the Cardinals again, uh, week one. Uh, I think Chris Godwin's going to continue to eat here in a big way. Yes, sir. I like that one. I like that one for sure. Um, I got to get y'all ready. Here comes the, uh, you know, grab your Pepto-Bismol. It's championship. It's, you know, prior to championship week. So I'm about to get a little crazy, just a little bit crazy, a little bit. Going with Darius Slayton uh, up against Minnesota. Um, Yeah, look, man, Greg, he's been your guy. You've been trying to put me on. You were trying to put me on. And then finally I was like, yo, this is it, you know, Darius Slayton. Um, but he's been really solid, man. He's been really solid at the position over his last three games. He's got a 20% target share over his last four games. He's got uh, almost 12 yards per reception, a 72% catch rate. Again, he's been really solid and now gets one of the best matchups you can ask for when it comes to outside wide receivers. I think Slayton has created a nice little niche for himself here. He scored double digits in six of his last 10, 10 games. And I like his upside a lot this week. Yeah, man. I mean, Daniel, it's the only receiver Daniel Jones seems to find uh, in some accurate way. So uh, if, if it's going to be someone, it's got to be him. Greg, your tight end start of the week this week. What do you got? Going with Pat Firemove, going against the Vegas Raiders uh, in a matchup here was pretty solid for him. And just in a game where, you know, it's going to be some some scoring in this one as well. Uh, the ma- matchups on the outside for Pat Firemove has been one of the more consistent tight ends all year. Uh, you know, last game was – I think he bounced back from last game uh, as he gets a little healthier and he, he gets it done against the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, man, I like that one. Um, Blurpee's throwing in the chat. Ingram and Mark Andrews, uh, you you must have seen this one coming. Uh, so, again, Blurpee and, and all those out there, if you still got that Pepto-Bismol left, you might want to take some now. Uh, but I'm going with Mark Andrews. Um, now, again, th- he's been terrible, right? I'm not going to shy away from that. But this is a combination of two things. This is a, a confidence start of the week. And the only reason I believe that he will be productive this week is because the matchup is phenomenal here. Um he gets to go up against Atlanta, who over their last three games allowed the second most PPR points to the tight end position. It's it's tough. I know um, I would go ahead. I mean, with Andrews versus Ingram, uh, Greg, I'm going to ask you this because I have Andrews at tight end two. I've got Ingram as my tight end three in terms of my rankings. Now, 
you know, we don't like to stay in lockstep with the rankings. Context matters here. Uh, would you play Mark Andrews coming off of the year that he's had, you know, the, the weeks that he's had, or would you go to Evan Ingram and stay in the flames here as our, our friend Blurpee's asking? Yeah, I think I'm all in staying with the flames. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with uh, Evan Ingram in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm going to go as well. I know that I just came out, said Andrews is my start of the week. He's a tight end too, but context matters. And there's a fantastic matchup here for Ingram as well. Um, you know, he's been, he's been hot. Uh, so I, I think you, you know, you have good options here where you can start, you know, uh, Evan Ingram, but if you, if you don't have any other options, uh, you know, maybe you were trying to stream Hunter Henry or, you know, doing other things here. I think Mark Andrews, you know, if you have them, I think you can play them. All right, let's move on, Greg. It is uh, it's some uh, some get money time. Uh-huh. I got to get to my uh, my drop here. So. Get Money is a head-to-head DFS contest on FanDuel between Greg and myself. It's a snake-style draft. So once a player is selected from the player pool, they can no longer be selected. And Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. Uh, We actually kind of didn't play Get Money last week. We just played a DFS contest, and Greg absolutely crushed me. Uh, So... Greg, are you still willing to give me the first pick here? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. See, he feels he feels bad. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I don't, and I don't know. Maybe to Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't feel like there is a far and away guy that should be selected number one. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm gonna go so with Harry. Maybe you said what? Except maybe Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, maybe Derrick Henry. If you want to pay up the ninety eight hundred, if you want to, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you want to pay that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do that. Give me Justin Jefferson ninety three hundred in my wide receiver slot. I like it. He's a sure thing every week. Probably rated number one as far as a lot of players. Uh, give me Ramadre Stevenson eighty three hundred at the the running back spot though. Okay, uh, my running back spot. Give me. Uh, well, actually, let me do this first because I can't do this. Then things won't happen. Give me Gardner Minshew, my stream of the week at the quarterback spot. Tough, tough. Uh, give me Jack McKinnon at the my second running back spot, uh, seven three hundred. Oh, for my first running back, give me Dalvin Cook, eighty seven hundred, going up against the Giants, and a wonderful matchup. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take DK Metcalf, 8,000 as my wide receiver one uh, going against Kansas City. I didn't have him, but that's a good one because he's tied to my start of the week at the quarterback position. Uh, give me, oh man, uh, give me the Detroit Lions defense, 3,900. Brutal, brutal. Um, hmm. Mm, give me uh, 
tight end, give me Chico Oconro, fifty four hundred. Uh, need some make some room now, some adjustments. Yeah, so uh, give me at uh, my second wide receiver. Give me my start of the week in Darius Slate in sixty three hundred. I'm gonna take. Mm, real deep in the bag. Whew. Uh, give me Devonte Smith at seventy six hundred. Uh, my third wide receiver spot. Okay, or my number two running back. Give me Tyler Algier, sixty two hundred. Mm, at my tight end position, actually, my my flex. I'm gonna choose a tight end. Give me Hayden Hurst, fifty two hundred, barring that he's gonna play. I'm thinking he is. Okay, uh, for my, well, I'm gonna stick him in my flex because of time. Uh, but give me, give me uh, Terry McLaurin, seven thousand, going up against San Fran. All right. And I'm going to take, at my defense, the New Orleans Saints, 3,800 going against Cleveland. Um, Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, In my – so did you take a tight end or did you just put a tight end in your flex? Yeah, I did the latter. Oh, because you took a Quanquo, right? Yeah, yeah. But you put him in your flex. I put him on a tight end. You put him in your tight end, and then you took another tight end, put him in your flex. So yep. you have tight end locked up. Yep. All right. I just want to make sure. Uh, so for my uh, other wide receiver here, I'm going to go with Marquise Goodwin, 5,800, going up against uh, Kansas City. I'm going to take Justin Fields at quarterback, 7,800, going against Buffalo. And then with my final pick, I am going to take – Mark Andrews, my tight end star of the week, 6,400, going up against Atlanta. Uh, that leaves me my second wide receiver spot, uh, Tyler Boyd, 6,500. All righty then. So uh, I'll read off my team. At quarterback, I've got Gardner Minshew, my stream of the week, 6,100. Uh, Dalvin Cook going up against the Giants, 8,700. Tyler Algier going up against Baltimore, 6,200. Darius Slayton. Going up against Minnesota, my wide receiver start of the week at 6,300. In that same game, give me Justin Jefferson at 9,300. Uh, for uh, give me Marquise Goodwin at 5,800 as my third wide receiver. Mark Andrews, my tight end start of the week, uh, going up against Atlanta as my tight end. And then Terry McLaurin as uh, my flex spot, go, uh, going up against San Fran, 7,000. And then for my defense, give me Greg's stream of the week. The Detroit Lions going up against Carolina at 3,900. Love it. What about you, Greg? What do you got? Oh, so I'm taking the you know, Justin Fields, 7,800 at quarterback position. Uh, Ramadre Stevenson, 8,300. RB1. Jack McKinnon, 7,300 is my second running back. DK Metcalf at 8,000. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 6,500. Devontae Smith, 7,600. Chico Quanquo, uh, 5,400 at the tight end position. Hayden Hurst says my flex, 5,200. And the New Orleans Saints defense, 3,800 going against Cleveland. Nice, nice. So, uh, well, hopefully I can catch up because I think I might be down now two games. So, 
got some uh, some ground to make up here. But everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for vibing with us on this Thursday. And just um, make sure you come back on Monday when we break all of it down, everything that was in week 16. And hopefully we're talking about you winning a fantasy championship. But we got to go one to know every week. That's the most important thing. Greg, anything you want to add? Nah, man. You know, hopefully uh, we start with a good good one tonight, man. Get some points from out of both quarterbacks. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody, next time we'll talk to you. Christmas will have passed. So happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate it, just celebrate it with your family. Lots of love, lots of life, lots of peace. And we'll see y'all on Monday. Have a good one, everybody. Good luck this weekend. And we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.